What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 26 of the Season Gaming Big Cast. And today we're going to be talking about E3 2018. So Bert and I are going to do a conference overview for all of the major conferences, uh, what we know about them to date, and any surprises we think uh, they have in store for us. So we're going to first kick off with just a few of the big news topics from the past week or two, and then we'll jump right into our E3 coverage. So so first up in the couple of news items we want to touch on, uh, Epic Games, obviously makers of Fortnite, the biggest game in the world right now, they have come out and said they are going to put up $100 million, almost sounds like a Dr. Evil quote, for uh, the first year of competitive play in Fortnite, which is uh, almost unheard of, right? You know, most competitive tournaments have a $1 or $2 million prize pool. Maybe they'll offer 10 to $15 million to some of the largest games over the course of a year. But the fact that they can put up $100 million in the first year just goes to show how much Fortnite is, uh, is making right now. And in fact, uh, a CNBC article came out earlier today estimating that epic games can expect to make somewhere in the neighborhood of three and a half billion annually uh the way fortnite is going right now so just amazing news for players and streamers and the people who are competitive fortnite players but really unfathomable and it just goes to show how big the game is right now it's funny because uh, we aren't the biggest fortnite uh players we tend to play more of the PUBG realm but uh that is kind of insane money and i can only imagine that that's just gonna Get more people practicing Fortnite, maybe get teams to you know play against each other to get more competitive. But that's a lot of money just uh, for winnings. And uh, I don't know. I, I always, anytime I think of Fortnite, I think of microtransactions as well because people are going for that extra nice armors or I should say costumes, not armors. But um, yeah, it's quite the phenomenon. And it's even crazier that even a year ago, um, it was only PUBG being talked about. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned the outfits and the microtransactions. Just last night, my son was playing Go Figure, and he looked, and there's a legendary outfit. You know that you, if you don't have any V Bucks, uh, you can buy it's twenty dollars for one outfit. And yep. I'm like, that's just, and people are buying them uh, by the millions. So no wonder they're making so much money. Um, but you're right, this will just generate a load of interest for the competitive players, um, and it'll be interesting to see where this game is next year with this amount of money thrown out there. So. The other, uh, you know, kind of biggest games in the world uh, had some reveals uh, over the past week, and that's Call of Duty and Battlefield. So let's start with Call of Duty. This year is Treyarch's turn with Black Ops 4, highly anticipated. And the big question, of course, speaking of Fortnite and PUBG, was will Call of Duty do a Battle Royale mode? And the answer is yes, they are. Uh, it's going to be titled Blackout. And uh, interestingly enough, they didn't give too many details. They kind of shied away from, you know, the specifics. They did say it's going to be 1,800 times the size of uh, Nuketown, the map, uh, which really puts nothing into context, right? Because that's just <laughs> 1,800 times. You don't even know what to picture. Um, but what I found most interesting was they said it's going to have air, land, and sea vehicles, uh, which is something Call of Duty has uh, not done that I'm aware of, unless you can correct me, Bert. But um, it uh, it's going to be interesting. They, we don't know if it's going to be first person. We don't know if it's going to be 100 players. We don't know what it's really going to consist of other than that, that they said it's coming. Um, other than that... The multiplayer looked very reminiscent of Black Ops 3, in my opinion, with the exception of the uh, wall running and the boost jumping. Um, and it has operators again, so, uh, you know, whether or not you like that, we'll see. And then um, the multiplayer expansions or maps will be free this time for the first time, which I thought was really good news and something we've talked about at length here. And then lastly, they're going to focus a lot on zombies. Um, they're going to have three actual different um, kind of story-driven missions uh, at launch with more to come. There will be a season pass for the zombies mode specifically, and that will represent more the story-based uh, mode of Call of Duty, considering there's no campaign this year. So, uh, Bert, what are your, uh, you know, what are you thinking about Blops 4? <laughs> Blops, I'll never get over that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think it covered it pretty well as far as what the announcement was. And uh, to, to me, I think the thing that will interest me the most is out of all the modes of the multiplayer side is which one will take off the most. Um, you did mention that during the Battle Royale blackout mode that they mentioned, they didn't show much. They kind of had like a 
the skeleton mode in the background kind of running to kind of give you an idea of what it may look like from um, a programming side, not really any real gameplay or anything. I have a feeling at E3, they'll kind of show us a little bit more um, and maybe we'll get to at least see some of the, the, the mode played. But um, you're right, there, there has never been a Call of Duty that you could actually control those things. There was like Modern Warfare where you could get into a helicopter and shoot down like in night vision mode. And there has been like even the current um, World War II where you kind of arrive on a boat in, in the campaign, but not anything that you can control those things from a, you know, moving around or navigation around a map. So it will be interesting to kind of see that. Um, I'm not really too keen on zombies in general. So um, I, I think that they're really pushing the zombies because there's a lot of people that only play zombies. So I think they're kind of tackling all of the multiplayer audiences that play the Call of Duty. Uh, realm you got the battle royale covering the people that are super obsessed with battle royale you've got multiplayer for the people that only play uh pvp multiplayer <clears throat> and then you've got the zombies being covered because if you've never played zombies before it is a full um triple a experience you have actors that come in you have uh you know their faces shot in detail you have dialogue and it's like a story being played once that story disappears it's simply killing zombies so i have a feeling that's gonna uh, really appease the, the zombie fans. But um, overall, from the announcement, I got a very much a Blops 3.5 uh, feeling when I was watching. I didn't feel like this is much of a new game. I feel like they've tweaked the, the Blops 3 gameplay to kind of ground it, uh, no pun intended, um, and kind of make it more of a, I guess, a realistic shooter versus kind of the crazy Blops 3 wall running and double jumps that were going around, but it, it, it interests me. However, I was kind of let down. I was hoping for an overall new experience, even if campaign was removed. Um, but funny enough, there's still rumors that campaign has not 100% been scrapped, that it may still come out sometime in the future. Um, I wonder if this will be like an additional purchase or something, but we are getting a lot of the same characters back that have been in other blops as well. So kind of hit and miss, depending on what you've liked from uh, Black Ops in the past. This might be right down your alley. I, I do know a lot of people that have only played the campaign of, of Black Ops, though, which is interesting because the Black Ops campaigns have been kind of uh, uh, very psyops and a lot of uh, psychological thriller type stuff inside of it. Um, so I, I think people have found that the most interesting out of the stories. Yeah, all, all good points. And it's kind of funny because I think we talked about this a little while ago, several big casts ago when they were talking about the rumor of there being no campaign. And I think at the time we said that It'll be interesting if they do multiplayer with extra maps, uh, they expand zombies and then add battle battle royale, which is exactly what they did. So a little, uh, we called that one pretty well. Um, but I'm in the same boat. I'm interested to see what Blackout looks like. Um, but overall, I wasn't too impressed. Multiplayer is what I would play most in Call of Duty, and I did not really enjoy Black Ops 3, and this looks like three and a half, like you said. So not a lot of interest here. Um, yeah, the other thing, the other thing I'll mention really quick is, is uh, usually when there's a new Call of Duty, the, the graphics really jump out at you or something, and and that's where I kind of get the 3.5 uh, mentality from, is because it looks exactly like Black Ops 3. There's nothing new to it. There's no new skins, or you don't look at it and go, "Wow, that looks amazing." And I hope that when they mention the campaign's not dead, that they, that that doesn't mean that they simply will focus more on the story and zombies, because I don't care for zombies at all. I think it's a cool show someone how to play it, maybe play with your significant other, a couple of friends, but I think most of the time people play somewhere else. Yeah. All right. So we don't have to spend any more time on that right now. Let's talk about one of its biggest competitors in Battlefield. So Battlefield 5 was finally unveiled, uh, unveiled last week. Um, <clears throat> it, real quickly, this may take us five minutes alone, of the different dates you'll be able to play Battlefield 5, and this is kind of ridiculous, so bear with us. The official release date is October 19th, so that's a week after Call of Duty, a week before Red Dead Redemption 2, which is already absurd, right? Then, if you buy the Deluxe Edition, you get three-day early access to the title, which means you'll be able to play it on October 16th. However, if you're an EA Access on Xbox One or Origin Access on PC member, you'll get early access to play it for a limited time starting October 11th. So uh, a week prior or eight days prior to the uh, official release. And then on top of that, they're going to have a closed beta as well. That'll be only open to people who pre-order the game, but they haven't given the dates for that. But it's obviously going to be before those other dates. So it sounds like depending on how big of a Battlefield fan you are, you'll be able to get access uh, well ahead of October 19th, which is the original uh, official launch date. Excuse me. So now that we got that out of the way, um, 
the reveal trailer was really interesting for Battlefield 5. It was really cinematic, and then it turned directly into gameplay in the same video. And what I think they were highlighting was basically a lot of the changes they're going to be making to the squad system. Um, we have a list on our site of all the uh, kind of information dump, if you will, of the uh, changes to the squad system and how things are going to work around revives and healing and supplying and all those things, um, which sound really, really interesting. The game will also have one-off campaign with its own story, but just little stories behind the characters. And then lastly, they also announced that the premium pass that has been in the last several Battlefields is going away and that the uh, expansions and multiplayer maps will be free for Battlefield as well. So more good news there. And uh, sorry, I said lastly, but one more thing is they also confirmed there'll be no loot boxes either. So it sounds like Electronic Arts has hopefully learned their lesson after Battlefront 2 last year. And uh, we can expect a lot of good content for Battlefield 5 for all players. Yeah, and it seems like um, with this Battlefield, you know, a lot of people were looking for a modern take on Battlefield, and they simply moved over to World War II. If you played Battlefield One, more of the World War One feel. Um, so it, it really depends on where you're at. I think a lot of people have got a taste of World War II for Call of Duty, and they're looking for something new. But it does look, it has a weird way of looking fresh, um, in my opinion. And um, as I said, I do like to play campaign, so I did like that the single stories were back. It seems like they're doing a lot of new stuff uh, from the presentation. Um, and I keep joking with Ains, but if you watch the presentation, Trevor Noah was cringeworthy in his horrible jokes. Um, I found it pretty lame. Um, but uh, overall, it was cool to kind of see all the new stuff. However, this is one of those games that you have to actually play um, to kind of make a judgment on. And I hope it doesn't launch just totally bug-ridden as all the other uh, Battlefields do. We Another joke we have is you have to wait six months to a year before you can actually enjoy a Battlefield game. <laughs> so... Um, We'll see. I mean, they're, they're doing some pretty big stuff. One thing I will say about the the actual trailer, not the, the whole reveal presentation, was, man, there was a ton of stuff going on in that trailer. Um, it was it was almost too much to keep up with. You got to watch it three or four times to kind of see everything that was there. Uh, um, Dice did mention that there's a lot of uh, hints about the gameplay that was in the trailer as well that was not covered in the reveal. So as you watch all the different things and customization to your characters was also something touched on a lot that you can... And one of the horrible jokes that Trevor Noah was saying is you can make your player look badass and you can make them look awesome. And um, so I think they're spending a lot of time in customization as well. Hmm. Yeah. So the big question, of course, was will Battlefield show Battle Royale as well? And from what we've heard, um, they are doing a, a version of it within another mode. So at the end of their operation kind of large mode that they debuted in Battlefield 1, uh, there will be a mode called Last Stand, where everyone will be, you know, by themselves and, you know, last man standing, right? But it it seems kind of weird for that not to be a dedicated mode you can just go in and play. I think you're, it, at least right now, from what I've heard, um, I can already hear the player base saying, I don't want to have to play the full operation just to be able to play Last Stand, you know, make it its own mode. So we'll see what DICE does there, but that won't surprise me. Yeah, another thing that they touched on the reveal is a new mode or a new feature of the game called Fortifications. And uh, I'm really having my fingers crossed because I hope that is not their version of having a Fortnite-type gameplay where you can build a wall or a castle or whatever you want in that second. Because what the development team was mentioning is, is as they were looking at the demolition and the kind of the destruction of past Battlefield games, a lot of people were tearing down cities um, to where there was like nothing left. So with fortifications, you can rebuild walls that have already been knocked down. So I, and that is going to be in last stand. So I hope and, and just, just, just as much as I can say, I hope that is not part of the last stand where you knock someone down and it's just five people left and you have people rebuilding walls around themselves. Cause that's one of the things I don't like about Fortnite. Yeah. On that point, I agree <clears throat> entirely. Um, so we'll see. All right, a couple other small things to talk about, and then we'll jump into E3. So Wolf Among Us 2 is still coming, which is great news because there were some concerns when Telltale Games started laying off some of their staff and some of their plans changed. But they confirmed it's still coming, except for it's been pushed to 2019. Um, I love Wolf Among Us. I've been really looking forward to Wolf Among Us 2. I do not mind this delay at all, however, um, because I really want the quality to come back up from the Telltale Games. So if they need to take a little longer to make it... Uh, to make and then uh, Mega Man 11 um, is coming this year. We heard from Capcom, you know, last year about it. Looks really good, especially for Mega Man fans. There was a leak on the Singapore PlayStation Store, which showed a release date, and it showed October 3rd. So 
That's uh, an official store screenshot, so that's probably pretty reliable. But right now, we're classifying it as a rumor until we hear more. But, Bert, anything Wolf Among Us 2, Mega Man 11? No, I just can't wait for Wolf Among Us 2. Um, we were talking off camera that we were just glad it wasn't canceled. Um, we haven't heard anything about it ever since it was kind of announced that it was in development. And Telltale has been kind of all over the place with uh, their releases and what's coming, what's not, their teams. Um, and so I'm just glad it's still coming. Uh, it's just it's it's a ways away, and I'm assuming it's still going to be episodic. So we're just going to get that episode one and have to wait a little while for episode two, etc. So um, we'll see. Mega Man 11. Uh, I always we talked about it in the past. Those games have always been too hard for me. I hope this one's at least approachable, um, and hopefully it's fun. Cool. All right, let's go to the big topic, E3. So what we're going to do for you here is we're actually going to run down every single conference, the time that it's showing, and what we know about it to date, along with a few of our own personal thoughts. So we'll kick off with the first one, and that's Electronic Arts. Um, their actual conference is going to be Saturday, June 9th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, what we know is that Anthem will have a big presence. Uh, it is expected to be playable at E3 uh, and releasing in early 2019. Obviously, Battlefield 5, as we just talked about, is going to have a big presence as well, and that'll be playable um, also. Uh, they've mentioned FIFA 19 and Madden 19. I bet none of you expected that, so big surprise there. <laughs> and, and then we know that uh, the continuation of uh, the additions to Battlefront 2 will be shown. Uh, the solo you know, movie content is being released, and uh, they may talk about their plans for later in 2018 as well. So, um, Bert, what, uh, what are you looking forward to out of Electronic Arts? Uh, anything you think they're going to show that we haven't heard about? Gosh, um, I don't know. Um, I, I think really Electronic Arts' big push right now is going to be Anthem. I think uh, we've heard many times that Bioware has mentioned that this cannot suck. It can't be bad. It has to be good. Um, and Anthem was what I was most excited about. However, with our talk recently of Battlefield Five, um, I wanted to see that as well. But for people listening, we are going to be at EA Play. And we did kind of screw up our registration on this fact that we both signed up for <laughs> Anthem. Or one of us should have gone to Anthem, the other one should have gone to Battlefield. But uh, the timing was kind of tricky, and we thought that we could sign up. So we're going to do Anthem. Um, we're going to check out our, 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 we have a slot, I believe it's at 10 a.m. Um, Pacific time. And we'll be able to check it out. Wait, is it at 11 a.m.? It's Pacific 10, time? but it's Sunday, the following day. Oh, that's right. So we'll be at EA Play, which is the uh, which is the uh, kind of a supporting side of the uh, Electronic Arts side of E3, and we'll check that out. But I'm, I'm I think we'll hear more about uh, Battlefield Five that we didn't hear in the reveal. Um, we're gonna hear the exact same things we hear about the sports titles. FIFA is gonna have some new maybe sprinkler mechanic for the grass in the game, <laughs> um, and they'll probably have a new licensed team somewhere. And uh, I don't even know who the cover athlete is this year. It's probably Ronaldo again. And then Madden, I'm sure we'll hear more about enhancements because uh, last year when the X came out and the Pro was getting their enhancements, they added some new stuff to the enhancement. I'm sure we'll hear more about the new power they've unlocked or something. And um, They'll have another cover athlete that'll probably have a broken ankle midway through the season. On the first I, I, think, I think I saw a leaked cover for Madden, which is Terrell Owens. <laughs> sorry i'm sick and i started laughing um yeah well so I, I heard that was the hall of fame mode that they have and you'll be oh, able to get okay. athletes okay. that um have been in the hall of fame so you know it's the greatest quarterback ever who's currently playing will have to go against maybe the second greatest quarterback joe montana oh whoa, whoa, whoa to play in the game uh, new podcast so. incoming <laughs> no but uh i have no idea it's gonna be the same joke um Let's see. What's the other? Uh, is it NBA Live that they have? Um, I heard that they were working with NBA Live even better this year. Last year's NBA Live was very mediocre. Um, it's free on EA Access, by the way, if you want to check it out. But it was better, and they've been canceling so many of their NBA Lives over the past decade that um, hopefully they're spending a little more time and money and development in it. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm obviously <coughs> looking forward to Anthem the most. Uh, check out Battlefield, as you said. Uh, in terms of things that we're hoping for, uh, I know for me personally, I don't think it's going to be there, but I would love to see or hear something about the new Dragon Age. Um, you know, that's the other game that Bioware is working on. They've confirmed they're working on it. Uh, it's likely still in early development. So, um, but even if we could just hear, you know, what the plans are for it, I don't even need yeah. to see gameplay, just a teaser, you know, maybe a, a quick discussion on it. And then this is really going out there. Um, but I would love, love, love for them to tease something about bringing back Dead Space. We've talked about it 
many times and uh i just that is a dormant franchise that needs to come back sooner rather than later i don't think we're going to see it it's just a wish list thing um it would have to be a new uh development team because visceral is no longer together so um i don't know i'd love to see that too yeah that'd be great um other than that i don't know i mean uh need for speeds in a weird place right now i don't feel like it's as nearly as relevant as it used to be especially with uh Forza Horizon taking over the crown of the open world racer. And now the crew two comes out what next month, June, I think. Um, Yeah. From UB. So, I mean, and that looks, uh, that looks actually pretty good. Um, So I don't know. We'll see what uh, EA brings. I hope it's not just Anthem battlefield battlefront and the sports games. You know, I hope they've got something else. I'd love to see another EA originals too. Um, We started a way out, which is a whole nother topic we won't get into. Um, but it'd be cool to see something else out of that that uh, kind of label, if you will. Yeah, to to your point, and we can move on, is I think they have to have something new to keep us interested in elect- electronic arts for the future, um, not just what's happening for the rest of the year in early 2019. So it might be exactly what you mentioned, Dragon Age, which is like 30-second teaser, and maybe it's even the new Dragon Age like brand coming out and out of the dark or something, and that's it. So we'll see. Yeah. We hook a nope. All right, the next uh, conference in sequential order here is a uh, Microsoft's or Xbox conference. That's going to be Sunday the 10th, uh, June 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it'll be broadcast worldwide as always. Um, it is rumored to be up to two hours long. Uh, I don't know what they're going to show for two hours, especially when they have new, no new hardware announcements, but that would be uh, really impressive if they do that. And surprisingly, um, you know, Microsoft, a lot of their conference stuff has leaked early the past few years, but we don't know much about what they're going to show. We obviously expect that Forza Horizon 4 will be there. The rumor has been for a while that it's going to be Japan. And some of the recent rumor has been kind of shifted that to Hong Kong based on some art that was leaked. Um, But other than that, we don't really know. You know, we expect to see something for Halo 6. It's just that time. Um, I would be shocked if we don't see something for Halo 6. And then uh, the Walmart leak that came out a few weeks ago that everyone kind of laughed at that has now been vindicated a little bit because of the announcement of Rage 2, which we'll get to. um, That had in it Gears 5. So it'll be surprising if Gears 5 shows this early, having been only a year and a half or so since Gears 4 launched. But uh, I think that would be great because big Gears fans here. So um, other than that, though, we don't know. Um, We expect, obviously, some more indie games. You know, hopefully some rumors, or rumors, excuse me, some teasers of new first-party projects. Hopefully the Fable reboot that is rumored to be working on. But uh, other than that, we don't really know. Yeah, I think we'll hear more on Crackdown, so we have to hear something Uh, about it, Um, whether it be, (laughs) this is going to sound horrible, but I think it's going to get delayed again, Um, and I think it's going to get delayed till maybe even 2019, maybe early 2019. Um, I don't know what's going on with that game. I've heard some pretty poor stuff going on with the overall development of the game, so that's kind of unfortunate, but um, I think we'll hear that, and uh, the new rumor that I've seen circulating around social media is that it'll be potentially Gears 5, but also a potential spin-off or an XCOM type game of Gears, which is the new rumor that's circulating. I I think that would be actually kind of interesting to see like an XCOM type game of Gears. Um, or even if it's uh, Marcus doing his own thing now that he's older. And because I, I actually kind of miss playing as Marcus in the last Gears. Um, <laughs> you just walk uh, around and plant tomatoes and yeah. start your garden and yeah, funny enough, my Twitter and my Twitter uh, description right now, I put the whole tomatoes line that he has in the game. <laughs> I got to roll my fucking tomatoes. Um, so I, I think we'll have to hear something about Gears. Um, and then I think another thing that we'll see a lot at Microsoft is they're getting a lot of marketing rights um, right now. So we're going to see a lot more stuff flash on the screen. Um, and I think, uh, has it even been mentioned if Division 2 is is Sony again, or is it Microsoft this time, or has that even been mentioned? No, but uh, we'll get to that with the Ubisoft conference. But yeah. that's supposed to be big there. We don't know who has it, though. Yeah, and then another thing that um, I've heard is Titanfall 3 is around the corner, and mm-hmm. I have no idea who is going to have marketing rights. But the reason I'm even mentioning these other titles is because uh, when we see the reel of the games that are coming or um, you know they, they're going to push their stuff, is I think we're going to see a lot of these big titles that has been different than past Microsoft because they didn't get marketing rights to things. So I think we're going to get a surprise of something, whether it be Perfect Dark or as your dream has been Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. I, I think they have to have some kind of exclusive that we don't know about that's coming. 
um, and we don't know what it is yet, but I think it's been being kept under wraps really well. Yeah, and hopefully it does. You know, I want to be surprised. Um, yep. I, I you bring up a good point about the marketing rights because uh, the rumor right now, right? <laughs> we knew they had Anthem because Anthem was already on Xbox's stage, so it won't surprise me to see more of that after EA's conference the prior day. Um, we know they have Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yep. Um, they had Assassin's Creed last year, but there's not a new Assassin's Creed expected this year. So I don't know if it's something else with Ubisoft, maybe. Yeah, we'll talk um, more about that in Ubisoft because I've heard some new stuff on that, too. Okay. And then, uh, damn it, you mentioned something else, which I just jumped out of my head as well. But As far as marketing rights go? So they have Battlefield also. So that'll be Oh, yes, stage. that's right. Yeah. Battlefield as well. So, yeah, it seems to be a big kind of partnership with EA there. Um, but you mentioned another game from EA that we hadn't thought about. Um, you just said it. Oh man, we're getting old, folks. We're getting old. <laughs> Titanfall, Titanfall three. Titanfall, thank yeah. you. Thank, yeah, Titanfall three. There was a rumor that came out uh, yesterday, or day before, that a tease is coming for it. So that would yeah. be a really big surprise. And of course, you know, we're talking about we don't know what else EA has. Well, there you go. Titanfall would be that another game. So I would love to see a Titanfall three, especially if they go back to a more open multiplayer compared to multi, uh, Titanfall two, which I didn't care for as much, even though it's still fantastic. But um, yeah, that'd be neat too. So we'll see. Yeah, other marketing rights that are big as Metro. Um, they're going to have Exodus playing, and uh, I don't even know what's going on with the development of that game. That's been all over the place. Code Vein, it's another one that has been talked about all over the place. And then the new thing that is a new rumor that is uh, obviously not a Microsoft property, but Final Fantasy VII Remake is now coming to Microsoft consoles <laughs> as well. So it is no longer an exclusive for uh, Sony anymore. So I have no idea if that'll be teased anywhere. Yeah. And I think, uh, which seems really strange, right, is Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, a lot of people seem to think is a uh, PS4 exclusive. It's not. Um, and uh, I know there was something shown on the Xbox stage before for Kingdom Hearts, which was kind of strange. So who knows? Anyway, but yeah, I think uh, you're right. The third-party deals will be a big part of those two hours. Um, but I really hope, obviously, some new stuff. And you mentioned Banjo-Kazooie for me, so I don't have to do it. But that better fucking show up. Excuse my language. <laughs> All right. Uh, next. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One more thing on Microsoft. I think that they have to have some new ID at Xbox games um, because that's been kind of like Cuphead is an ID at Xbox. And then uh, one of my biggest things at E3 that I want to see is um, Last Light. I want to see more of that. And I think there's going to be another surprise of another big ID at Xbox game. Yeah, yeah, idea Xbox. Uh, what was it? They announced there are over 500 games now. They announced over a billion hours played of ID games. Um, it's just been huge for them, and uh, it would be really cool. I know someone was asking. I think it's too early, uh, just because of the way that games develop. But it would be really cool to see some additional Cuphead content, whether it's additional content for the first. I don't think so, or even just a tease for future Cuphead stuff. Um, yeah, I would love that. All right, so um, that is at 1 p.m. Pacific on Sunday, like we said. Uh, later that evening at 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern is Bethesda. And Bethesda the past few years has been uh, pretty interesting conferences because they're short and sweet. You know, last year was like 40 minutes, but they announced a bunch of games and uh, they said everything that we're showing you can play this year, which was really cool. Uh, you know, last year that included um, Wolfenstein 2, and uh, I'm going to forget a whole bunch of other games. Evil Within 2. Evil Within 2, thank you. Um, so this year we know we're going to see Rage 2, right? Um, which was the big uh, release just a couple weeks ago. Um, I was hoping personally to see Doom 2. Um, but with ID helping on Rage 2 development, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Because I don't really know the extent of how they're helping there. But, um, you know, we'll see. Um, there's a rumor that Fallout 4 is being ported to the Switch, and just like Skyrim is on 94 different platforms now, and the way we've seen the Switch uh, be port heaven, uh, that would not surprise me at all, because I'm sure Skyrim sold well on the Switch, and Fallout 4 would probably do the same, so that doesn't surprise me. And then lastly, you know, Todd Howard's team. Todd Howard's team is the big, you know, Elder Scrolls team. They have said that Elder Scrolls 6 is in development, but it's still very early. Um, I think they were working on an unannounced new IP. And the, the question is, will this be the year that we finally get to see that? Um, I'm, I hope so, of course. So uh, we'll see. What do you think? 
Yeah, Rage 2's trailer kind of blew me away as to how fun it looked. I don't know if it's going to be just the amazing game or anything, but it looks like a lot of fun. It's got a lot of mixed things on it. Um, I don't know. I, Doom 2 looks really cool, and it did leave at a cliffhanger type, so there's plenty of game left uh, to be played there. And I think with the audience that is on Switch, I think it's uh, looking pretty cool. So, I don't know. Bethesda is a very hit and miss for me. Um, I, I don't really know of a lot of new stuff coming, but it does look really interesting so far. Yeah, I think Rage 2 looked more interesting than I thought it was going to, right? And they called it like a shooter-verse, which doesn't make any sense, of course. They just throw words together, but it looks like it's going to be in the vein of that kind of co-op, open-world, varied environment shooter, so that could be really fun. I'm hoping to see more of it. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see what Todd Howard seems doing or what they've been working on for the past few years. And, you know, they're not the ones doing those ports of Skyrim, so they've... They've had several years now to be working on other things, so I hope we see it. Um, quick mention on this one: we're not. Uh, this isn't a big one, but it is kind of funny. Is that Devolver Digital has their own conference late Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, they have had a conference last year. It was kind of strange, and I think purposefully strange. Uh, they've even apologized for this upcoming conference in advance, <laughs> uh, which. Kind of strange, but uh, two games they're working on, I apologize, I don't know too much about them, but that are expected to be shown are Ape Out and a game called Itir, I believe it's pronounced, and that's based around North, Norse mythology, which uh, I figured you may want to look up more, Bert, because that's right down your alley there. Um, but yeah, we, we see what they show. Um, hopefully there's something interesting here, but I figured I'd mention it because they are having an official conference. Yeah, maybe we can try to get into that one <laughs> just to see if it's, you know, walk in and no one's going to be there. But, you know, props to them, in my opinion. I mean, you have to kind of give props to someone that's trying to do something and they are known for being traditionally weird anyway. So I think it might be kind of fun to go and hopefully these games are actually something playable and not just something nutty. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, moving into Monday then. Uh, the first conference on Monday, which is uh, early Monday morning, is Square Enix. So this is the first time they're having a conference in three years. And uh, it's likely due to some of the properties that they have this year, right? So we know they have Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Xbox, we believe, has the marketing there. Um, we'll see probably more of the details, more of the plans for the content. And I'm sure it'll look amazing. We've kind of talked about that already. We know they also have Kingdom Hearts 3. So after 14, 18, 29 years in development, that game is supposedly still coming this year in 2018. Um, based on what I've heard is that the release date is supposed to be revealed by next month, which of course lines up with E3, so we'll see. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, which we know is coming west finally, so uh, that'll be probably be a focus of some sort. Uh, we know Final Fantasy VII Remake, which there's been a lot of bad rumors about that lately, about how the development is in development hell. Uh, whether or not we'll see that, who knows, but uh, it'll be good to maybe get an update there. And then lastly, you know, Crystal Dynamics um, has been working on this supposed Avengers title for a while now. Um, and just given the success of the latest Avengers movie, you have Thanos showing up in Fortnite, it seems like the perfect time for... Um, Square Enix to come out and say, look, Avengers is huge. Here's the new game, you know, in its vein. Uh, and it's been, what, three years in development now, I think, from Crystal Dynamics. So uh, it's likely uh, showable and hopefully playable. So we'll see. Yeah, I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out in 2024. I think that's what they mentioned. <laughs> um, and, and all joking aside, I think we should kind of forget about Final Fantasy VII Remake and just think it's cool that it's coming and almost forget about the trailers that we see about it. So we'll see what that happens. I'm personally most excited about Shadow of the Tomb Raider um, with a close second of Kingdom Hearts 3. Ains, I know you're not the biggest fan of the series, but the stuff that I've seen just looks magical. Um, <laughs> and all the things you can do in it are cool. And I'm also very excited about Dragon Quest XI. So um, overall, I'm pretty happy that they're actually having a, a conference and not just a video or whatever they want to show this year. Um, I'm hoping to see some of these games coming out in the near future and not something for 2019 or 2020, but... Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I know is we have a firm launch date on it. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Quest XI, I think, um, you know, just because the history of that franchise or series uh, may interest me. I'm, I'm not as big into Japanese role playing games nowadays, but I think I may uh, pick that up, have to kill some slimes. Um, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, it looks really pretty. It looks really pretty. It does. It looks it, really yeah. good. It looks really good. And it's been reviewed, you know, excellent as well. 
um, on the Japanese side, of course. Uh, as for Kingdom Hearts 3, I will let it go. <laughs> Just, all right. Oh my let's, God. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. So Ubisoft is uh, later in Monday, midday. So Monday, um, June 11th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And they did reveal what they're going to be showing, surprisingly. So uh, surprising to me, at least, was the first thing they mentioned was the Division 2. So, you know, here we are. We just heard about it several weeks ago for the first time, and um, they're already ready to show it at E3. So that's good news to me. Uh, I've talked before that I've got hundreds and hundreds of hours into the Division 1. They learned, that development team learned a lot over the course of that game and made some huge improvements to it, and it's in a really good place right now. So I just hope we don't have a Destiny 2 situation on our hands where, you know, Destiny, as you know, fans liked it more and more, especially after taking King and everything. Destiny 2 came out, and it's just been a disaster, um, for lack of a better word, right now. So I hope we see uh, we see something good out of Division 2. Uh, your uh, anticipated title, Bird, of Beyond Good and Evil 2, they're going to be showing and talking about. So hopefully we'll get to see more of that, maybe even see, hopefully, how it ties into the first one, you know, being that it's a prequel. Uh, Skull and Bones, which I'm really excited about. And I think a lot of people want to see more out of that title that they debuted last year. So we'll see that. And then from a rumor side, um, you know, the big rumor is Splinter Cell. Is Splinter Cell going to return this year? There's been a lot of signs pointing to yes. I personally think it will. Um, so that would be just fantastic if that happens. And then they've also been, most people have completely forgotten about this, including the movies, but they've been working on Avatar, uh, you know, a game tied to the movie franchise, which was supposed to make its return here um, this year, but got pushed to next year, I believe, right? 2019 now is the first return of that movie. So whether or not we see anything out of that, who knows? Um, and then, of course, you know, will we see anything further with the uh, relationship they developed with Nintendo around Mario and Rabbids or anything of that? I don't know, but... We know the big titles are going to be showing. Yeah, uh, there's one more, uh, uh, Crew 2, even though it's not really like a huge like announcement or anything. It's right around the corner for release date. But the only reason I mentioned that is because the more I see of it, um, the more fun it looks. Mm -hmm. It has kind of like a Project Gotham feel in the, in the racing. And then the fact that you can go in the water and the air is also really cool. And I hope they've learned from the first launch that was, that was kind of a failure. But then it picked up some traction as the game kind of progressed and matured. But um, go, go figure that we're talking about Ubisoft and the games we're saying didn't launch great but got better over time, right? Yeah, yeah. And as well as that goes, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that um, the next Assassin's Creed is a reboot um, uh, of kind of the series because Origins doesn't really follow uh, the last ones in any way whatsoever. It's exactly the origins of kind of what happened with the Assassins and how the Assassins started if you haven't played the game. And uh, I'm not sure if they're going to go back to the main character that you've played outside of the uh, game that you're actually playing. I can't for the life of me remember his name now. Um, it's at the tip of my tongue, but I can't Bayek. remember. No, no, no. Um, in the original oh. Assassin's Creed, the, the guy who actually gets into the Animus. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, is it? No, it's not Isaac. Isaac's dead space. I, I'm not it, an expert on that one. It'll come back. Um, but eventually, <laughs> I, I, I've been hearing that they're, they're doing a complete reboot. And we've heard numerous locations. We've heard China. Funny enough, China's another location that has been rumored. And we've heard um, the Middle East, uh, other places in the Middle East. So who knows what that'll actually be like. I think Division 2 will finally be the game that was teased, you know, seven years ago, wherever long it was teased, where we saw that awesome footage. Um, <clears throat> so I think we'll finally see what that looks like. I hope that it's not a failure at launch and then picks up steam again. That's kind of one of the funny things we've been seeing about Ubisoft is the games kind of launched kind of mediocre, and then they fix something massive, and then all of a sudden everybody's coming back. I mean, Division 1 has like a massive community now, as does Siege and Ghostland. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> For Honor, too. Wildlands. Yeah, and For Honor. So um, I hope the games are better. Um, I've also been hearing weird rumors of Watch Dogs having a third game. So I don't know if that's going to happen, Watch Dogs 2. I wouldn't call it a failure, but I wouldn't say that it had a warm reception as the first one did, and um, who knows if that's going to happen. But Skull and Bones, I'm super excited about. Uh, that does have, I believe, a firm launch date for the fall. Um, so to play that would be cool. And another horrible rumor that I've heard is Beyond Good and Evil 2 is actually going to be next gen. It's not going to be this gen, but who knows. And I think they're going to close out the conference with a teaser of Splinter Cell. That's all i got to say about it. Get better. Close with that. Yeah, I think uh, you may want to check. I'm pretty sure Skull and Bones was expected this fall, but they uh, changed it to 2019 now. Damn it. 
It looks really, <laughs> it looks really cool. I mean, I, yeah, I'm actually does. probably going to pick that up. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, you're even bigger splinter cell fan than me. So I'm really hoping we see that. Um, I really want to see more of division two. I think that's probably the thing I'm most interested in, but uh, the crew too does look really good. It surprised me. And I think taking that extra time is going to help us a lot. Um, it also comes out in the summer, which is a great time, especially get a few months in before Forza Horizon hits, right? Exactly. Um, yep. And then they confirmed that there was a video. It wasn't from Ubisoft, but uh, like a, um, I don't know what you want to call him, influencer or what have you. A guy on YouTube was playing um, the Crew 2 on the Xbox One X and confirmed it runs in native 4K at 60. Um, wow. I think it was native. I know it's 4K 60. I think it was native, but it looked really, really sharp. Um, so. That'll be uh, really impressive if it's 60 running at 4K. Um, look good. So, all right. Um, just directly after Ubisoft is the PC Gaming Show, which is presented by PC Gamer Magazine. Uh, kind of did a little research on what they're going to be showing. All they're saying is they're trying to go a little bigger than they did last year with some unannounced games, some unannounced trailers. Uh, they really didn't give any specifics around, you know, what we can expect to see there. So I obviously would expect some games that are exclusive to the PC platform um, and whether or not there's anything, uh, you know, kind of cross-platform that has some unique PC features. I don't know if they're going to talk any hardware, maybe some of the new uh, processors or GPUs that are coming out. Um, I'm not really too sure, but I just want to make people aware of it. So that's Monday the 11th at 3 p.m. Pacific or 6 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, and, and for people that are PC gamers, it's not that um, E3 doesn't care about PC gaming. It's just tradition traditionally been more of a console uh, conference. So it's cool that they're actually having some kind of a conference for PC. So moving on to Monday evening, uh, occupying the same slot they did last year is Sony or PlayStation. And that's going to be uh, Monday night at 6 p.m. Pacific or 9 p.m. Eastern. Sony and uh, is doing something different this year. So they announced that they are not doing a traditional conference. Instead, they are going to focus on uh, kind of a deep dive on four of their major titles that we're already aware of. So that is Spider-Man, Last of Us 2, Days Gone, and Ghost of Tsushima. So uh, they said a really deep look at Last of Us 2. Obviously, with Spider-Man, we're probably going to see actual gameplay elements, story elements, and just more of what we can expect, knowing that that game releases just a few months after E3, and people are hugely excited for it. In fact, I saw that they have a huge mural um, already done, you know, outside of E3, and, and video uh, uh, advertisements already around the, around the place, so that looks really cool. Um, days Gone, we're hearing uh, not so great things about it. A couple of the uh, publications have come out and said the gameplay is kind of sloppy and, uh, you know, they hope the story can save it. So whether or not that gets buttoned up by uh, next year's release, we'll see. But we know that's a 2019 game now. And then Ghost of Tsushima uh, from Ben's, uh, not Ben's studio. Um, Ben's studio is doing Days Gone. Ghost of Tsushima is the infamous developer, right? Uh, Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that looked really interesting in the debut trailer, although we haven't seen any of what it actually is. You know, it feels like it's going to be an open world game. Um, we don't really know, though. Um, I hope it uh, has elements of um, Onimusha, which we've talked about recently, and, um, you know, kind of see what that's going to be. And then, of course, uh, my favorite thing, Kojima has uh, announced that we will see a new Death Stranding trailer at E3. You know, he just wants to make it three years in a row of watching strange videos. So we're going to do that again. Um, personally, you know, I've ranted about that enough, so I, I'll save you from it this time, but, uh, not too, not too interested in that really, unless they're going to show gameplay, which it doesn't sound like we're going to see. He said trailer. So I don't really know what that means. We'll see. Yeah. It's rather unfortunate. I mean, we've been seeing Death Stranding trailers for years now and, um, someone had a funny joke on Twitter that I saw. It's like Death Stranding will show trailer, potentially gameplay and people will be even more confused. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I think that's true, and uh, it's it's really strange because as we're playing uh, Metal Gear Solid um, on uh, Force to Play, a lot of the stuff make no sense whatsoever, but people enjoy it anyways. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's just different. I think Kojima has his own way of uh, directing and developing a game. I just hope that it has some kind of gameplay that saves it from the kind of convoluted, just weird ass shit stories. Um, but I, the other thing is sticking with Last of Us 2, um, I hope there'll be some kind of gameplay that is shown outside of like the pre-rendered trailers or if it's in-engine, um, I hope they'll have something. There's been some rumors going around that Joel may be kind of the bad guy or have some weird things. And um, I have no idea if that's true or not, but I, I hope not because Joel's one of my favorite characters and to see him turn bad would be weird. 
But um, I think Spider-Man will be playable at E3 um, for even fans. And I think we'll be able to put our hands on it, which would be kind of cool. Probably have a whole Sony section where you can go play Spider-Man and play the first level or something. So I think that'll be cool. But uh, I think Sony will also have another remaster that they'll kind of uh, release. It seems like historically they've had a remaster of some sort, either from the PS3 era or their PS2 era. Um, I have no idea what that will be this year. I think it'll be kind of a surprise. Um, and then lastly, and I'll switch the mic back to you, but um, I think uh, Shadows Die Twice has to kind of be uh, either Bloodborne 2 or the the next Tenchu that they're kind of uh, uh, bringing back from the dead, I guess you could say. So um, I think that has to be mentioned this year. But there's a lot of other things coming too. Yeah, that's the weird thing we talked about, right? Is they've said it's not a traditional conference. We're going to do deep dives on these four games, but we don't know what else they're going to show. Um, you know, with Kojima saying Death Stranding is going to be there, is it going to be on Sony stage, which is what we would expect? Um, and we know they have the marketing rights. We've talked about uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, um, my most anticipated title and one of the biggest, if not the biggest titles this year. So will that show up somehow, somewhere? Uh, Rockstar doesn't traditionally do that, but maybe they do because of how big it is. Um, and to your point, you know, we, we know Shadows Die Twice. Uh, the latest rumors, like we talked about, it, uh, is it being a Tenchu reboot or what have you but we'll see um i don't know what else sony will show if anything um they're at a point in this generation where they the press about them is really positive they've had a good uh real good showing with god of war and they're kind of riding that high right now spider-man is really hotly anticipated so um and looks fantastic you know especially if you're a fan i'm not even a fan of spider-man but i think the game looks looks great um, and then obviously the, the other ones we talked about are anticipated as well. So who knows? Um, I'm excited as always, but, um, it's kind of a, it seems like it's going to be a little different than they than they usually do. Yeah. The Spider-Man stock right now is at an all time high. I mean, his, his most recent movie was, was fantastic. He had a pretty big role in the recent Avengers movie and there's the new Venom movie coming out in the fall. So Spider-Man is all over the place. I think it'll actually sell the same, if not more than God of War, uh, just because yeah. the, the more fans that know about spider-man compared to kratos and the god of war franchise but and the advertising of it is already everywhere it's even in austin on a couple walls uh which is kind of crazy but um i think another thing is um you know sony has marketing rights to call of duty so i'm sure that'll be on their stage and sure. mentioned somewhere um they might actually show the battle royale mode there um they've also got the destiny uh, marketing rights so that will mm -hmm. probably be what's happening in the fall uh for them and then regarding Red Dead Redemption, they don't only have the marketing rights for there, but they have the online uh, DLC um, exclusivity rights for that as well. So maybe they'll mention what that is going to be at least, um, and whether it's going to be timed or completely exclusive, we don't know yet. But uh, we don't know much about the online stuff yet. I hope to God they don't go the the battle royale mode um, in Red Dead, even though it may work um, kind of well for <laughs> that that it is. But I'm just already getting battle royale out. Be yeah, I just hope the uh, hope the DLC isn't like a full exclusive or anything because I you know I definitely plan to play that on the X because it'll probably run best there and it's my most anticipated title. So I'll suck if there's content missing on the Xbox side, but that's been known to happen. So we'll see. Yep, Destiny. So or if it doesn't get capped to what the pro can do, like Destiny Two does, um, I hope they don't do that. They better not do that at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Rockstar doing that. I wouldn't think anyway. So, all right. So then we uh, we finish up the official conferences with Nintendo, and that is um, Tuesday. They're the, the last one. Tuesday, the twelfth, uh, early morning, so nine a.m. Pacific, twelve p.m. Eastern. We know the big thing from them is Smash Brothers. So um, you know they've been teasing that for a little while, and we'll see what that consists of. They did confirm at least, which we're excited about, that the fact that it's a new Smash Brothers, not just a port of the Wii U one. Um, hopefully, it does some things different. You know, for me personally, I'm a little worn out on Smash Brothers. It's fun playing co-op for a little bit, but other than that, it doesn't really interest me. So I hope to see some uh, innovation in that regard. Um, you hear that, Nintendo innovation. Um, <laughs> we know that uh, Mario Tennis Aces is coming. Um, whether or not they kind of highlight that, you know, I don't know. That releases next month anyway, right? So they may just kind of talk about that release. Octopath Traveler is one that we are really excited about here. Um, we think we'll definitely see more of that and their uh, partnership with Square Enix on that one because that looks really unique. 
Uh, they'll probably push Monster Hunter Generations, which I know you're going to talk about, Bert, a little bit, and that being another port, <laughs> which most people don't even realize. And then lastly, uh, you know, back uh, several weeks ago, they talked about expansions to Splatoon 2, um, including like a uh, kind of like a story mode for that game, which is interesting, or single player content, we should say. So whether or not they have anything beyond that, any new reveals, things we didn't see, I don't know. I, I don't really think so. I think they're going to really push Smash Brothers and, you know, Nintendo fans will go nuts for it. But uh, we'll see. I'm ready to be uh, surprised if they do. Yeah, my biggest anticipation is some new amiibos. Oh, damn it. We couldn't <laughs> we couldn't even get through one. <laughs> no. Um, in all seriousness, I think uh, Super Smash Bros. will get the stage. And one big thing about Super Smash Bros. is that they are sharing a lot of assets from the Wii U version is a new announcement that kind of leaked out. So even though it may be a new game, uh, maybe some of the characters that are less played or something will get the same exact look like they had in the Wii U version, which is... I guess unfortunate, but I guess at the same time, it's good that they're keeping me in the game. The cast um, of characters in the last one was massive. There was all kinds of stuff. So as long as they keep that, they have to keep that going. Um, I think we're going to get an announcement for a Pokemon Switch of some sort. I don't know if it's going to be one of the, the Sapphires or Crystals or Diamonds or any of that stuff. I, I hope it's a new game. And they did mention it was in development in one of their Nintendo conferences recently. Um, we're finally going to get a, a launch date for Yoshi Switch. It kind of has to be at this point. We've seen the gameplay. We've seen what it looks like. I think it'll be playable at E3, so I think that'll be fun to play. And then um, something that I'm kind of reaching on, it's not really a prediction because it's happened in Japan already, is I think we're going to see a dockless Switch being sold now. Um, and I think it's going to be uh, probably 50 bucks off the original cost of the Switch. So I think they're going to try to get that in more hands of people. And with the Monster Hunter Generations game, um, for people that don't know, that's actually a 3DS game being ported over to the Switch. And a lot of people were excited about that because that Monster Hunter was everybody's favorite for the longest time until Monster Hunter World released on the uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So... I think they're going to try to get more handheld gamers into just having a handheld switch without the dock. And um, I think it's only $50 less in Japan. So I think it's what the switch is $299 now. Is that right? Yep. I think it'll be $250 without the dock um, and maybe some new colors that you can do with it. Even those skins are becoming uh, more and more common with the switch. I think the D brand um, is has all kinds of cool colors you can make the switch and it's pretty high quality. So I think we'll see more of that in Nintendo trying to do it on their own. But um, I hope we see something from Metroid Prime 4, um, whether maybe it's a longer trailer with maybe Samus just showing her face this time or something. But everything I've heard about that is that it's a long way away um, and still not coming. There's still supposed to be another Bayonetta coming, so maybe something on that. Um, and then last but not least, I think we're going to see more ports um, coming from the Wii U. And even, like as you mentioned earlier, a Fallout 4 port or another... Uh, port and something to keep in mind is after like doom and you know, wolfenstein port is coming um for it so maybe we'll see some actual gameplay of that that has not been played in other closed door settings maybe it'll be playable now but um as those have kind of sat in the market now the sales have just hit rock bottom like on doom no one's buying it anymore it's it's not anywhere near as, as successful as a lot of people were thinking after kind of the the dust settled and people realize that it's not the the AAA experience that you can have on other consoles. So I wonder if that's going to be kind of a theme for a lot of the Nintendo Switch uh, software that has come out. They have to have some new stuff coming because if not, and as we've seen, the Switch software has kind of slowed down. It's still selling really well, but the, the crazy spikes that we had seen in 2017 have slowed down in 2018. Yeah, and you brought up Bayonetta 3, which I forgot about. So good call on that one. Uh, yeah, we'll probably see more of that, although I don't know when that'll be ready to release. But it'll be interesting to see more of that. I know you're a big fan of the Bayonetta games. So, um, yeah, I know I, it, your point about the uh, Japanese bundle without the dock is a good one, too. It wouldn't surprise me if they bring that to the U.S. because a lot of people are just playing their Switches in portable mode all the time, which kind of surprised me because I know when I'm home, I much prefer to play it on my TV. Um the you know it runs better right a lot of the games run a little better when it's in the dock um it obviously looks better on a huge screen and the pro controller for the uh, switch is is really good too it's much more comfortable than holding the handheld or holding the um you know the console itself so with the joy cons so we'll see um overall i'm excited i hope they surprise us with something um but right now um out of all that stuff really uh octopath traveler is the thing i'm most excited about by a long shot 
I don't really don't have a big interest in, in a lot of it other than that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's also because it's right around the corner. We're going to have our hands on it. It's, it's kind of unfortunate with Nintendo. They'll announce something and it's still two, three years away. So um, and I think we also have to keep in mind that maybe the online service may get mentioned in a deeper way or people will understand more about how it'll work at the current time. There's a lot of eye rolling about it. So, yeah, I think that'll just be a disappointment. So I don't know if they want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, long term, you were mentioning two and three years away, which we know probably Metroid Prime 4 is right. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of doubting if we see anything about that. Um, I just I think it's probably too early still. So, and I, I know we're not in our predictions episode, but do you, you know, you know a lot more about hardware than I do, but do you see a Nintendo Switch Pro coming out or an X coming out for it? Or maybe they'll do kind of like the handheld mode only for the old Switch, and then they'll have like a supercharged Switch for some of the newer games coming out. Because if you think about it, within two to three, four years, there's going to be a new Xbox or PlayStation, and the Switch is going to look ancient um, at that point. So there has to be something to kind of fill the gap. Yeah, I know. That's been a lot of the discussion. Um, it, it's hard to say because of the tablet type format, right? They have to be able to fit that hardware with the screen in that tablet, and that that makes it a real challenge. That's why it's such kind of an engineering uh, cool thing, the Switch itself. But I would like to see it. You know, I would certainly get rid of my current Switch and pay for one that's, you know, maybe a... Uh, double the power or something like that. Because, yeah, I mean, right now, especially with the Pro and the Xbox One X, I mean, the Switch, when you go from the Xbox One X of a game and then go to the Switch, it is noticeable, like, immediately. Um, it's just, it's not there. And as time goes on, as you said, um, especially with the Switch only being a year old, if we get, <clears throat> excuse me, if we get PS5 or Xbox, uh, whatever it's going to be called, um, in 2021, even, the Switch will only be four years old. Right, which isn't really that old, but it it won't even be a tenth of the power of those new consoles. It'll be ancient, like you said. So I don't know. I I, I can't really say, um, but it'll be interesting to watch. I hope that they do bring a stronger switch out for sure. Yeah, the last thing that I will say about all that is, um, I, I think they're they're going to have to do something about it. I I, I think that if uh, the Bayonetta or Metroid Prime comes out with the old hardware, um, it's going to look just kind of boring i think people will still buy it but the people like us that play everything it's just not gonna really look that impressive to us anymore because i can't imagine by the time bayonetta comes out there's it's gonna look not only from a visual perspective from a gameplay perspective they're gonna be tied down to hardware but um digital foundry did do kind of something recently where they showed what the mobile gaming probabilities are that there is a new tegra card out there that can push harder stuff um but then comes the fact of what kind of a screen are they going to use they're going to have to at least have 1080p in their handheld yeah. Uh, versus 720. Yeah, the, the fact that they went 720 to begin with is kind of baffling, right? Because I mean, the the screen size, what's it, seven inch, I believe, on the Switch? Yep, I think it's 7.2. 7 okay, 7.2. Um, the cost of a 1080p at this point in time, LED, you know, at seven inches is like next to nothing. I, I can't believe they went with 720p. It just seems odd. Um, regardless, um, we'll see. I hope so. So that is it for our E3 conference overview and uh, BigCast 26. So wanted to thank everyone for joining. Um, I wanted to uh, kind of talk about our E3 plans uh, as we're kind of developing these and getting ready for E3 itself. Um, we're going to be here in uh, a week, week and a half, going to do a predictions episode like we did last year. So Bert and I are going to kind of give all of our wild predictions for what we'll see at E3, along with uh, hopes, you know, of course, and just kind of get have some fun with it. So we'll put that out before E3 comes, of course. And then uh, we arrive in L.A. for E3 on the 9th. Um, so we'll be covering the um, Electronic Arts uh, Conference that evening. Um, we are going to do episodes nightly during e3 so we'll do like a 30 minute recap of what we saw during the day of what we saw at the conferences um, and we'll publish those nightly um, so you can keep up and kind of get our opinion as we're on the floor seeing these things playing the games and getting a personal you can know kind of view of into e3 um, along with a lot of daily stuff on our site too so pictures and displays and maybe some cosplay stuff and just you know just the e3 environment we're going to share as much as possible uh, from that environment with you uh, to give you another angle of coverage that you might not see from some of the major publications. So uh, anything you're looking forward to specifically there, Bert? 
No, I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be our first E3 in person. Um, I'm sure we'll do a lot of new mistakes, go to the wrong booth or eat food at the wrong place, get sick and but there's gonna be a lot of people there so e3 is getting bigger and bigger and uh it's turning into a lot more um fan friendly versus just the press there so we are officially pressed by the way so we'll be getting everywhere <laughs> but uh no i'm just kidding well we hope it's interesting for everybody and um we'll be actually taking feedback if there's something that you really want us to take a look at at the conference we'll uh, definitely try to get to that booth or maybe talk to representatives from there um and hopefully we'll have some good stuff for you yeah, and I think we'll uh, also cover collectibles as well. You know, it's becoming E3 is becoming a place where a lot of the video game collectibles are expanding. I mean, even just beyond the Funko Pops and stuff, but some of the bigger things. So we're big fans of that here, as you know, if you've listened or watched this before. So we'll be covering that as well. But we're going to do our best to kind of give you daily content, uh, especially with our daily recaps, like I said. Um, other than that, uh, you know, always appreciate the support. If uh, the Force to Play series we've been doing is out there, Episode 3 is up. We're going to be doing Episode 4 soon with a little different formatting. Can kind of tighten it up a bit for you. Um, <clears throat> my latest article on uh, revisiting the classics is out there for Bioshock. If you haven't checked it out, I'd appreciate that. And then, as always, uh, really appreciate the support of the, the podcast and... Um, our YouTube channel. So we're going to be posting all of our E3 coverage and videos and stuff on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't gone out there yet, uh, please give it a, a view, subscribe, and uh, we'll keep you updated.